1: All right, we've got a special edition of the Gruppetto Report going this evening. We've got Rick Tillery on the line with us. Rick, how's it going?
2: It's going very well. My legs are recovering from yesterday's little adventure that we did.
1: And you know, I am very excited to have that. really is uh, the prime conversation tonight. Quarry came up with the Grand Fondue. Tell us how you got such a clever name. I love it.
2: It, the The name kind of came about just from bantering in the office the the idea was really the uh uh the brainchild of Rebecca smith i think is is who came up with the the original idea of doing something something like this and then having fondue afterwards and uh we just kind of want to have some fun with it and play around with the name you know it's it's obviously a take off on the uh, grand fondo but we wanted to. We were to have fun and not take it so seriously, you
1: know, we You know, you say you wanted to have fun. That ride was a blast. I mean, you couldn't have ordered better weather. But it was just fun. I mean, the the whole atmosphere of the ride was great. You you had an unbelievable Peloton, but nobody needed to show how fast they were. We kept a, a sane pace, great conversation the whole time. Uh, the one thing I kept hearing was I'm really looking forward to the food at the end.
2: <laughs> yeah, the food. That was such a, a great idea that Rebecca and Annalore Ekman and, and Scott Tittle and everybody in the office kind of came up with. It was, you know, and, and again, we wanted, we like I said, we wanted to have fun with it. We, we didn't want it to be too serious because uh, a lot of times these things get serious, and you know, it gets a little bit competitive. And so my job during the ride was to go up front and sort of be a ride leader and set a pace, and and not uh, we, we really didn't want anybody to do any attacking or jumping off the front. That was we wanted people to come, have fun, be relaxed, and then enjoy some delicious fondue, both obviously Swiss cheese, and so I think there was may have been some Gruyere, and uh, also some uh, some awesome Swiss chocolates at the end. Oh, I was having fun
1: dipping that wonderful sausage into chocolate.
2: <laughs> yeah, you know, you were sort of a trendsetter there, and uh, Scott, I think, tried it and some other folks, and I think uh, we had some friends from, from the feed that were there as well, and uh, I think uh, one of them tried that. and It was, uh, I, I admit, I, I tried it as well. It was interesting.
1: I kept hearing the comparisons to maple bacon.
2: <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I wish we, I wish we had some, uh, some maybe some maple uh, soaked bacon there to uh, to dip in there. Maybe maybe, maybe we should have uh, worked out something with Ted King to to get some maple soaked bacon.
1: <laughs> it was. I, I just, I really want to go into the details of the ride because, like you said, you were the ride leader, but again, you didn't have people attacking, and that so often happens. Uh, I, there was a mechanical, and it was so funny to see, you know, former U.S. Road Champion Timmy Duggan dropping back to lend a hand and, and help the person out that needed some some mechanical work done. Um, people were just and, so and he, incredibly friendly. And he brought
2: friendly. him back up to the rest of us. Exactly. Crazy, you know, and I, and I think that I think that goes into the spirit of that event. You know, it's, it's, everybody is there to, to, to have a good time, and we, we didn't want people to be hyper competitive, and, and I think everybody understood that. You know, you mentioned Timmy Duggan. We had some incredible, incredible riders there. Davis Finney, Connie Carpenter Finney were both there. Um, Lucas User, uh, current pro with uh, United Healthcare, was there as well. So, you know, we just had a lot of people uh that that came out and supported and, and had some fun. We had some with some female pros there as well. Heather Fisher and, and Lauren D. Crescenza were, were were there as well.
1: Yeah, and then Neil Henderson, Andy Pruitt, Andy's yep. wife. I mean it was just incredible. It was, and it was so fun. That's what I keep coming back to. You know, there's that scene in uh it it's the Great Pumpkin Charlie Brown where uh charlie brown is all excited because he got invited to a halloween party and then lucy says wait a minute there were two lists one to invite one not to invite and uh you ended up on the wrong list and i had to say or i've got to say i felt like charlie brown in that scene because i really didn't feel like i deserved to be in that peloton oh
2: come on george you know that you absolutely deserve to be there. That was a lot of fun, you know. And that was, again, that, I got back to the point of, of why we wanted to do it and and invite – you know, it was really open to anybody who wanted to come. We threw a lot of invitations out there, and, and really you didn't have to be invited to, to, to attend. And that's, again, a, a lot of fun. I know I keep saying those two words, but or those three words, but a lot of fun was was really what we wanted to do.
1: How did you come up with the route? Because good food. there were a lot of courses uh, that I had ridden out there, a lot of the dirt routes, but then uh, ended up on a couple of roads that I didn't even know existed, actually.
2: Well, I, so that the, the route was me uh, for the most part. And then we threw a, a little bit of a, a last minute uh, wrench in there to, to change it up a little bit. So the, the most of the route, was me just, you know, roads that I've ridden uh, recently or or had wanted to ride. I, I pre-rode the route last week, um, the full route, uh, and, and the roads were in, in, in pretty good condition last week. And then we got some rain over the weekend, and, and boy, you can attest. It got a little bumpy at times, but um, we we mixed in a lot of dirt. We mixed in a lot of um, gravel. Uh, I don't know. Some of was hard-packed, you know, 55th Street near Boulder Reservoir, for, for those of you out there who are familiar with, uh, with this area, was, for the most part, really smooth, almost pavement smooth in some areas. And then, I don't, <clears throat> I don't know, George, were you, were you taken aback by that one little bit before we turned off onto the trail between uh, Longhorn and 55th, how, how sticky that got?
1: Oh that was amazing but there was a great route through there. Uh the one place I got off and walked I still have some fear for all the you know healed up broken bones but was the little ridge of metal grating going uh through that gate?
2: Yeah, that was interesting. I uh I've done those before and I that's that part right there that last little bit uh is is a, a section that I have not ridden before. Uh Scott Tietzel our... And I kind of call him our general manager. Corey uh, loves that little route. Uh, so what it does it links up 50 steps over to Longhorn, near where our office is. And it's a, it's essentially just a hiking and biking and, and equestrian trail. And we uh, and he's like, hey, let's go this way, um, just to just to check it out, and see how it was, and it was great. And and there was this little cow type grate that you walk over, or a, I don't know if it's a cow grate or, or what, but it's it's access to, to get from one fenced off section to the other. But it was cool. I didn't expect it. Did you?
1: No, not at all. But and watching people go over it, I was like, Whoa, that's really cool. But you know what? I'm gonna walk. <laughs>
2: <laughs> that's probably playing it safe. And I know it's it's still a little uh a little nerve wracking for you from the uh the incident with uh with the deer. Um but it was uh it was interesting, and, and another another aspect of the route that I really really liked is, you know, we didn't really have much climbing, and and people who are not from here, or don't live here in Boulder, you know, don't realize that on on one side of where we are is completely flat almost, and the other side is where the mountains are. You never see photos of, of the flat sections, um, but I, I like riding out there in in those flats, you know, just because it. it it looks flat, but boy, you know you can you can add up the, the the rollers pretty quickly.
1: And that's something I think is really good with a course: is that you do want to expose people to um, the beautiful riding that's around a given area that most people generally don't do.
2: And I talked to a couple of people yesterday who who were out there who had never ridden any any of those dirt roads. know, they they do a loop out to hygiene all pavement, but there are so many excellent roads around here that are gravel and, and and just plain dirt that are, are are awesome and fun to ride.
1: Now, when you have an event that is as successful as this one was, what are your plans for next year? Are you already thinking about it? What what do you see in the future?
2: Well, I think we're, we're still in a, in a fondue coma at the moment. Um, we, we really haven't talked about what we want to do next year, but I have a feeling that based on, the positive reactions we had from everyone that were that were there yesterday. Uh, I, I think we can expect to do something uh, maybe a little bit bigger next year, uh, and we'll, we'll see. I know that we're I know that we're, we're looking to do it again, and uh, we just have to kind of determine on what it's going to be. And you we, we, we never know. We may uh, may collaborate with some partners. Uh, out there to, to make it a little bit bigger.
1: Oh, I even see a spring ride, summer. Uh, could be a year-round thing.
2: <laughs> it, it, uh, it, it could be. I think it could be very interesting.
1: You're listening to the Gruppetto so, Report on Over-The-Top Cycling. Here with Rick Tillery, talking about the Quarry Grand Fondue that happened yesterday. Uh, Rick, you were talking about making an event bigger. One event that became much bigger in Boulder...
0: Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at hellofresh.com.
1: That's open of cyclocross which happened a week ago. You happen to be out there?
2: I was out there on Sunday. Uh it was a it was a very uh, very well thought out course. Uh they they changed it up a little bit for for this year. They had uh they, they reversed the course from uh, from years past, and really, really, uh, I think it made a lot, a lot of people <laughs> hurt. <laughs> just because some of the sections, the, you know, an off camber uh, a climb or an off camber descent, just you know, there was one off camber turn that just you know was tricky every single lap. You know, I obviously I didn't race it; I was out there spectating. But uh, it, it was a lot of fun, and I and I got to talk to two two amazing young women out there, Teal Stetson Lee and Rebecca Faringer. Uh Rebecca is writing for the uh, Amy D Foundation, uh, in the foundation that uh, was set up uh, in <clears throat> excuse me in in memory of Amy Dombrowski, and uh, to promote young women cycling and uh, cyclocross and some road stuff. And Rebecca is, uh, re- she's from the Northeast. Uh, I think this is her first time racing here in uh, in Boulder, Colorado. And she had some interesting things to say about racing at altitude.
1: You know, the only complaint I heard that entire weekend was the weather's too good.
2: <laughs> yeah, I heard that as well. Uh, you know, it's funny that I think a lot of people, when they come here to Boulder, they expect uh, snow, uh, uh, and what what I think a lot of people don't realize is, yeah, it snows here, but a lot of times it's gone a day and a half, two days later.
1: Now, Rick, can you tell us a little bit about your other interview?
2: I also spoke with Teal Stetson Lee, who is coming back after an injury. She's now back in the starting lineup of races, but she's also putting on cross races for herself. She has done something called Cross Reno. It's a very interesting concept because it's not just a cycling race. He's going to tell us a lot about it right now.
3: We're still out here at Velma Bike Park in Boulder, Colorado. Now we're talking to Teal Stetson Lee. She is back in her first race back this year. How does it feel to be back in the saddle on a cross course?
4: Oh, it feels awesome painful but awesome i'm really glad to be out there again i mean cross is one of the most uh hands down painful sports you can possibly do lots of suffering but um i it's also one of the the, the best forms of cycling that you can possibly participate in because it's got a little bit of everything in it so um yeah i've had a bit of a hiatus the last two seasons and then at the beginning of this season i put on my own Cross race, which kind of tapped me out for early season racing. So um, I'm looking forward to getting back in the mix now.
3: So let's talk a little bit about you being a race promoter now. (laughs) Uh, It it was a, a pretty well attended race from all reports. Uh, it clashed a little bit with worlds, so I couldn't be there, sadly. Otherwise I was going to be, a, I was going to be there, but I know cause it's all about me, right? So no, no,
4: it was a tragedy I would <laughs> that you were there we felt the, the void, the,
3: the loss. Yes, yes, I know. It's, it's a, it's a great mass of <laughs> loss. Um, so we, uh, what do you, what do you foresee for, for this event in coming years? How did it go? Number one. And, and where do you see it going from here?
4: Um, Well, Cross Reno was a huge success in its first season. Um, Our our main expectation was really just to put on an incredibly tight, well-run professional race. Um, It was paired with a music festival as well, because um, in this day and age, I don't feel that it's enough to put on just a cycling event any longer. Um, That caters to a cycling the cycling world but that's a pretty niche market so if you really want to expand the interest in the sport you've got to put on other entertainment that draws people that are not yet riding bikes um, so we've been calling it the cross reno cyclocross event and music festival and the direction we're going in with that is to continue to grow it so that it has other layers as well. It becomes a full outdoor recreation festival um, with top headliner musicians playing on the music side. And then, you know, in the middle of it, there'll be a cyclocross race always because that's kind of our centerpiece um, that we've started with, and we'll never neglect that foundation. But we will be adding more events to that so that we're bringing people and introducing them to cycling who currently have no idea that they're passionate about it yet, but they, they'll they uh, have an opportunity to try it out and get excited. So newbies is what it's all about, newbies.
3: Well, I think, you know, there's a lot of talk about that right now is how to grow the sport. And, there's you know, at the different national governing bodies that are, are now starting to kind of compete against each other, Excuse me. So I, I think going after the the people who are new to the sport is going to be is going to be crucial to, to growing any kind of cycling. What uh, what do you see going on in the sport as a whole? Now you've been able to kind of step back a little bit, but, and you haven't been racing every weekend. Have you seen anything that that looks good to you from? uh, maybe an outsider's perspective?
4: Um, absolutely. Your question is very timely. Um, prior to racing today, um, the reason I wasn't able to do the UCI cross race yesterday was because I was down in Colorado Springs at the USA cycling, um, national symposium. And, uh, I attended that Friday and Saturday and I have to tell you, it was phenomenal. It was very well-run, very professional. There were some incredible players that came to the table to talk about the direction that cycling is going in in this country. There were a ton of different promoters there, officials, um, local uh, USA Cycling representatives, um, the, kind of the regional representation. And, um, and I got an introduction to the new CEO. And um, they have some really progressive ideas and most importantly, some really collaborative ideas. You know, there was a lot of open discussion and transparency about what do we need to do to put cycling back on the map in a big way in this country? And what are the primary focuses need to be? And I have to tell you, the energy in that room by the time I left was really exciting. Um, and then to come out to a race the next day and then get to compete, it just kind of tied the whole weekend together. Um, but I'm feeling pretty optimistic. But it's gonna take all of us, you know, participating and being willing to do our part. And, um, you know, we all have something that we can contribute.
3: Awesome. Teal Stetson-Lee, thanks for joining us, and welcome back to Racing in Cross.
4: And thanks, Rick, for bribing me with the
3: chocolate ice cream. I don't know if we were supposed to talk about that, but it was chocolate banana ice cream. All right, thanks, Teal. We are here at Velmont Bike Park in Boulder, Colorado. We are talking with Rebecca Farringer, also known as GoFar in internet terms. Welcome to Boulder.
5: Thanks. It's great to be here.
3: <laughs> Do you really think that after your race?
5: I could go for a lower altitude place, but uh, the weather was nice. Not cross weather, but it was great hanging out.
3: <laughs> so you've been here for, for a few days. You went to a couple events this week. Uh, how has your Boulder experience been?
5: Really nice. It's a beautiful area. It's definitely different than New England. In New England, everything is green almost all the time because it's pine trees, but here it's so. The mountains are crazy, and it's brown, and it's flat, and then it's a mountain. It's, it's beautiful.
3: <laughs> are you going to get to explore a little bit more before you head back east?
5: No, I leave on Monday. I have a childhood friend that lives here, and I'm going to try to sneak in a bite of, bite of food with her tonight or something. But, so friends come first sometimes.
3: <laughs> okay, so you're racing at the elite level now. You're racing for Amy D. Foundation. Why is this uh, so important to you to be racing in memory of Amy?
5: Why is it important for me? Uh, She was inspirational. I didn't know her. I wasn't in the cross scene when she was, but I read her blogs. And even before I read what she had to write or before I knew what she stood for, it sort of paralleled what, what I want to stand for. Uh, I, I kind of want transparency in everything that I do. I want people to know that it's okay to be afraid. It's okay to be confident. It's okay to, you know, dream big, but it's also okay to be realistic. And after reading what she wrote and after, you know, talking to Dan, it seems like that's the t- type of girl she was. Sometimes she'd throw, you know, reality out the window to chase her dreams, but at the same time, they were achievable because she was just incredible. So I hope to, I hope to aspire to that level of confidence. Anyways,
3: you've got a pretty big, uh, social media following out there, wouldn't you say? So, you know, what would you like to say to those folks out there?
5: I'm glad that you think that there's a lot. <laughs> I like to think that I have a quality social media following and not a quantity social media following. Uh, but yeah, I mean, it's great. I actually got into cross because of, uh, the sort of NECX kind of clan out there, uh, All the online heckling made me feel like it was a great sport to be in. And the sense of community online was pretty strong. And uh, yeah, so keep up the great supportive work online.
3: So you you bring up NECX, uh, New England cyclocross scene. Uh, Prolific. It's been around for a long, long time. Very established. How would you compare that scene to what you've experienced here in Boulder?
5: It's funny because I used to think that New England cyclocross was sort of the only cyclocross out there. And... I mean, so New England has such, has a lot of races, so it does bring some top racers from all over the country, and it just makes me think that they're local when that was my world, you know, even just last year. Uh... And then I, I come out to Boulder, and I realize that there is more than just New England cyclocross. But the level out there is high, and it it, it is just as high out here. I was racing with, you know, some local names that I didn't recognize. And I'm like, wow, these girls are really showing me great lines, and why can't I drop them on these power sections? So, really, you know, there's not a difference. The sense of community is, is just as great, and the talent is just as high.
3: Awesome. Well, thanks for joining us here on the Group Petto Report. We appreciate your time. Thank you,
1: And that wraps up the Group Petto Report.